Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, the ultimate education show on the forefront of the burgeoning edtech revolution. Join us each week as we interview the most cutting-edge edtech companies, content creators, and curriculum developers across the planet. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzefa, as always. And today, I have on the show a master of the field of history. And we actually met this last summer at VidCon and Educon, which is a miniature VidCon for education content creators, which is really cool. And his name is Tristan, and he is the creator of an amazing channel called Step Back History, which just crossed over to over 40,000 subscribers, which is a massive milestone. And it's not only that, it's got really, really cool content. So Step Back History is a channel that invites you to consider the past and how it connects to today. They make videos that take a historical topic and look at it from a new angle. So they find those gems that your history channels would overlook. They search for the quirky, unconventional, and just plain weird parts of our collective history. So it's a really cool channel. I've seen some of their awesome videos, uh, some of which we're definitely going to talk about today. A couple that come to mind. There's a really cool discussion about ISIS. There's some cool stuff about Christopher Columbus, uh, uh, 9-11. Just a lot of interesting things that, again, may not be covered in so much depth. Oh, really cool. Well, actually, my favorite one was about the richest person of all time in the history of our world. And we'll talk to Tristan about just how he made that calculation. But without further ado, Tristan, welcome to the show. Thank you. That was such a nice introduction. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to have you on, and, and I really appreciate it. So first of all, Tristan, tell us, how did you start? What, you know, what, were, what did you do before you started Step Back History? Okay, so I was on YouTube. I've been on YouTube in one form or another since actually 2007 uh, when I started a small channel that was just called like Tristan PEJ. I'm sure if you looked for it, it'd be hard to find because I like deleted most of the content off of it. There was a situation in which I had been on the platform for a number of years and the channel wasn't really going anywhere. And I, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife basically was like, this is not really working for you. You have all these plans to grow into this empire that's just not going places. And so I shut down the channel in 2015, but I like have always been interested in making content for, for YouTube. Uh, it's something I have a lot of passion for. And so, uh, right after I shut down the channel, like maybe in March of 2015, I was like, all right, I'm going to sit back and wait. And like, I'm going to reapproach the YouTube thing, but like with intentionality. Like, I'm not just going to make videos. I feel like I'm going to actually do it. And, uh, I was just about to start my, I was just finishing up a master's in history and, uh, starting a PhD in history that fall. And so in the summertime I was thinking like, well, I wonder what history is like on YouTube. And I was looking around and I realized that it was all military history. It was all political history and it was all done by hobbyists. And like, there's nothing wrong with hobbyists, but it means that there are they're either focusing on subjects that have had a lot of popular like pop history written about it and usually using very outdated 
authors and sources and kind of not going into subjects that most historians do today. And so I thought, well, like there's a huge gap here to like fill in that there's like this huge academic discipline that has no uh, coverage on YouTube. And to this day, I think there's still maybe only one or two channels that are in this space besides myself. And so I reached out to a friend, uh, Cody, who runs the Alternate History Hub, and he gave me a lot of advice on how to make my videos. And I just started like in September of 2015. So I guess almost three years, three years tomorrow, I just realized. Oh, wow. So you've had pretty explosive growth. And so that's great that you you are also, you know, you have the academic credentials as well. Now, I haven't looked at the I didn't read through the entire descriptions. Is it something that you try? Do you put citations? I imagine you're doing a lot of research when you're putting together these videos. Do you do you show your sources on YouTube? I try to. I sometimes forget. But uh, that's a that's a failure on my part. But I do try to. Um, my research is, uh, especially after getting cut off from the university, it's really like scattered and haphazard. But uh, I try my best to still keep myself academic and using as as good a source as I can get a hold of. Yeah, and and the only reason why – not that I would say that it's necessary or anything. The only reason why I ask is because you're an academic, so I thought that's, a, that's an added bonus of having those credentials and that background as you sort of do it in that – rigorous methodical way so that's really great yeah i will say that once i got a little bit more of an audience i had um decapo press put me on their mailing list for review copies of books and so i get a lot of historical nonfiction books um maybe a couple a year that feed video subject ideas so tell us about the progress of the channel from the beginning. Like, what was the first video that you remember making that had a really big, massive response? Oh, boy. Uh, it was definitely the first part of that Columbus series. The video, it was basically this uh, series of videos that I did over a period of years discussing alternative theories that have been put out there as to, like, people who might have come to the Americas from the old world before Columbus. And I did that series, the first video, and it did really well. And so I decided to expand it out and see a whole bunch of them. And it was an interesting delve into how messy archaeology can be and how interesting, like how we figure out things from like 10,000 years ago. And it was really, really fun to do. And that was the first one that really took off. I think the other one that really remind that really was like a huge success was I reached out to a YouTube channel called the great war, which was a, is a history channel that's recounting the first world war week by week. And I asked their social media person like, Hey, could you like share one of my videos if that's possible? And they're like, if you did a world war one video, we would. And so I made one and that did well. Um, I was kind of moving along slowly at that point. And then I think the next big break which is when I was at about a thousand subscribers. Then I got about like three or four thousand subscribers in one month in July of 2016, and that was when I did a collaboration with Soliloquy, um, where we did this collaboration where he did the animations and I did the I, I researched and wrote and voiceovered the script, and that ended up being his most I think to this date still his most popular video he's ever made. It went sort of semi-viral. And that helped us out both quite a bit. 
Now, when you chose the Christopher Columbus topic initially for that for that first video that you mentioned, is that because you felt like, and this probably goes beyond just that video, this goes to your videos in general, Does that do you choose your topics because it's something you think is important for young minds and just people to know about, or do you do it out of a personal interest, or is it a combination? How does that work? So that Columbus video I did because I thought the, the subject, and this is like something I try to do for a lot of step back videos, is I try to find something where the subject is something that people have probably heard about or they would have an innate interest in. And then I use that in order to discuss something a little bit deeper. So like that Columbus series descends into a discussion about archaeology and how archaeology works, because a lot of people don't really know how archaeologists do what they do. And so the Columbus view of our call like goes into like how we can break apart language to show connections or genetics or uh, all sorts of things like that. And that's what I try to use the series for. Um, that doesn't always work, but you know, um, sometimes I do videos on subjects that I just think are important. I think I did a video recently on the Rwandan genocide, and that one was very much just uh, something that I thought that a lot of people had overlooked. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. I be, it's probably not getting nearly the coverage it should. That's, I mean, I think that's great. Yeah, I try to look for what the other history channels are not doing on YouTube, and what I've noticed is even three years on, that's most of history at this point because I'm just like as long as I don't cover the world wars, uh, that's like ninety percent of YouTube history content at this moment. So, like, it's it's really strange how the the field on uh, the discipline on YouTube has still stayed so narrow in one area. It'd be like if. Like it'd be like if uh, you you'd run a mathematics channel. It would be like if even after three years of doing mathematics on YouTube, you'd realize that everybody else on YouTube is still doing like linear algebra and nothing else. And and, and I also wanted to uh, talk about another video of yours, which really I I don't know why, but for me, as soon as I saw the title, I was like, oh, I want I wanted to watch this, and it was really fascinating because. It would have been interesting regardless, but it was not what I anticipated. And that was the video about the richest person in the world. First of all, I, I want to dive into that video a little bit. But first of all, tell us what was the impetus to create that? Oh, boy. I think – honestly, I think it was a podcast or something that was about Mansa Musa. And one of the things that stuck out is that Mansa Musa, the, the emperor of the Malian Empire, was – this just this person who had this really amazing life, but because he's a leader from West Africa, because he's a Muslim, um, that like I knew if I just wrote, made a video about like oh like this Af this really interesting African emperor who uh, you know had this legendary pilgrimage to Hajj that like no one would watch that uh, so. Uh, one of the things that sticks out about his story is that he was obnoxiously wealthy. In fact, he was the richest person on earth who could destabilize economies just by staying there and flooding them with gold. And so I thought, like, the reason I chose the title is I was like, that is the first thing that would rope somebody in who 
might not think that they care about West African history or that they might not care about history of the medieval Islamic world that would would get them on board. And it seems to have worked because I made it. And then I've noticed in the years since, I think uh, Ted Ed and uh, Extra History have both done the exact same thing. Hmm. So obviously the idea sticks quite a bit. There you go. I'm not saying I'm not saying that they they stole it. I'm just saying that that, that is like they, they they probably went through the same thought process. Right, right. And I I've noticed too in some of your videos. I know you did another video on ISIS. It seems like you are really trying to make an effort, which I appreciate. You're trying to make an effort to talk about Islam in a constructive way and in a in a realistic way. And so tell me a little bit about that. I mean, is is do you have an interest in the religion of Islam in terms of just a academic interest, or is this more of a social cause that you feel like it's, it's being looked at in the wrong light? I would probably say both. It started as a thing when I was an undergrad, when I decided to go to like, first of all, I think I had some opinions about Islam that I'm really not proud of when I was a younger person. And then uh, I sort of had like a, you know, a big personal change about that uh, just by like, you know, talking to some really wonderful people. And uh, it it affected me so much, obviously, that I when I went to go do my first master's degree in American studies, I decided to study post 9-11 Islamophobia. And uh, it just was it just kind of built out from there. Uh, It generalized into like as I studied more and more, I started to get more and more interest in the role that Islam has played in world history, which has developed into like an obsession with like studying like the Middle East. And the more that I studied it, the more I was like, yeah, this is a group, a religion, uh, a series of nationalities and ethnicities that have really not been understood very well. And in a climate where this is a group of people who have been uh, targeted for discrimination and violence and hate that like, this is the thing to talk about, like to talk about Islam as this, uh, for a lot of, I think people, this religion that just popped out of the ground in 2001 and all of a sudden is like this demon thing that's like, no, it's been around for like 1400 years. And it's got a lot to, it's got a lot to offer and all this stuff for this, this contributions. And so I've tried to, and this shows up a lot in my videos. There's a lot of people who I think have noticed that there's like this hidden through line of my channel where I have this anti-Islamophobia uh, theme, even in the non-Islam related videos. And so I try to do things like when I did my video about ISIS, my video about ISIS is talking about how they violate a lot of the core developments about Islam. I did a video on Sharia law where I talked about how it's a thing that develops over time and is modernizing in all these different ways and that what these people are doing is really retrograde. Trying to try to talk about things that are – I even did a video about Aisha, the like youngest wife of Muhammad and how she played a really big role. And these are all – if anybody knows anything about internet Islamophobia, that these are all really big punching bags that are used as like pillars of arguments uh, to be Islamophobic. And I tried to address them one by one to talk about like how those are more complex and how this isn't – it's trying to be, yeah, as you said, constructive. Now, I think that I think this is so important, of course, and I believe that a lot of Islamophobia hides beneath the surface, and sometimes probably people don't even realize that 
they're subject to it or a victim of it. But what's been the reaction? I mean, I think it's so important, but I have to believe that because of the environment of the world right now, the climate of the world, I have to believe that you've gotten some backlash from taking this stance. I mean, is that has that happened on YouTube or have, oh, am I wrong? Have people been overall like pretty supportive? Oh, more than just a little. Uh, these videos that I make are often the most uh, controversial videos that I put out. And yes, I've had to delete and ban a lot of people from my channel because of it. I think that the biggest one, the story that I remember the most is that shortly, maybe like about a month or two after I released the first video on ISIS, which is that ISIS are not good Muslims, I ended up like I had like a computer breakdown. I had to take it into the shop. And so my desktop was in the repair shop. And that day, I guess a internet quote unquote rational skeptic YouTuber uh, decided to make a response video to that to say, no, actually all Muslims are bad. You don't know, understand what you're talking about. He was, the video was dumb and wrong in every possible metric. But I just remembered uh, basically getting this like deluge of hate comments and talking about how this guy totally owned me and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I had no computer. And so I was just like on my phone trying to deal with it. Um, he's since deleted that video, which makes me think that I won in the long term. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, what, Tristan, what can we expect to see from you and your, and your awesome channel over the next few months or even year? Well, my plan right now is to always be trying to up the ante on my process. I've been trying to find ways to make my videos higher quality and more efficient. And I'm very sorry about my cats. Um, so, like, at the moment, I'm trying to build out a – keep my weekly rhythm going, but then also have longer-term projects on the back burner that I can make as, like, these – more high quality, longer documentaries that I can feature interviews and do a lot more research on and like spend a lot more time with that I felt like I was missing by just being on the crank of doing videos every week. So I'm trying to be a little bit more intentional and cut some things out of my life in order to make that all work. And so I guess like what you would probably say is more of what I'm doing now, but always in development. And then occasionally getting these big special videos which i'm i'm in the process of working on my first one right now all right awesome so we will all look forward to that and if people who are listening and want to check out your youtube channel or, or haven't been there yet how can they do that uh, you can go to stepbackhistory.com all right so Go to YouTube, search for Step Back History or go to stepbackhistory.com and you can check out all of these awesome videos there as I have and like I said, I, I highly recommend it. Tristan, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. And guys out there, if you're listening, make sure to check back every uh, Monday, excuse me, for new podcast episodes. We've got a bunch of awesome guests coming up in the next year, so make sure to check back every week. And if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel yet, make sure to do that. Go to YouTube and just search for Scalar Learning. You can also go to scalarlearning.com. And if you want to check out those links that Tristan mentioned, they are in the show notes there. Thank you guys so much for joining. We'll see you all next time. Take it easy. Scalar Learning.